right, guys. Uh, we're at the first episode of Real Talk with Abdul. Our first guest is Daniel Norman, right? Yeah. Um, welcome. welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So you're a boxing coach and trainer and also uh, run a promotion as well, right? Yeah. So just tell us about, like, you know, how did you, how did you get started with, first with boxing and stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I go way back. Uh, I'm 35 years old now. I started boxing around 15 years old. Yeah. And um, the way I got into it was uh, my uncle, he actually used to have dinners, like every time Mike Tyson fought, yeah. Oscar De La Hoya, you know. So uh, I have fond memories of going to his house and uh, – watching these big pay-per-view fights. Yeah. I actually remember when Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's yeah. ear off. It's um, an iconic match. Oh, yeah. It was just Nobody crazy. Nobody can forget about that match. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And just to see it live, like not in person, but on yeah, TV yeah. live, yeah. Um, was was nuts. Like, I was like, I forget how old I was. <laughs> I was like, like 11 years old. I don't know yeah. if I should have been watching stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, I just kind of got hooked, you know, like I really liked Oscar De La Hoya and, and then as I started to get more into boxing, watching yeah, yeah, it more, yeah. I really liked Fernando Vargas. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was my idol, uh, when I was young and, uh, he really got me hooked. Same with Arturo Gatti. Um, you know, I even used to have the Fernando Vargas haircut. <laughs> so yeah, he used to have, uh, blonde bangs yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the rest of his head shaved. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that before. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I had the exact same haircut. Okay, I actually yeah. thought I was Fernando Vargas. <laughs> but you know what? Um, it helped me with boxing because yeah, it yeah. gave me confidence. And it, I liked his fearless attitude. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of adopted it, you know, like. So, yeah, so I, I, I began I began as a fan. And then that turned into wanting to compete. Um, so I've always been around, like, like combat sports slash martial arts martial because arts. my my father is a really accomplished taekwondo instructor yeah, yeah, yeah. and my entire family had to go through taekwondo it was like a prerequisite to be a <laughs> a, a part of the norman family <laughs> um but i just wasn't super into kicking and stuff like that um so shortly you know after doing taekwondo for a while i wanted to get into something else and i already yeah. liked boxing as a fan so I was like, why not try it? And then I got hooked onto it. Um, and then I started fighting. I just turned 16 years old. And my first fight, it wasn't sanctioned by Boxing BC. So the rules yeah. were a little sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was more like a kind of like a tough man type bout. And I fought uh, a man who was like 32, 33 years old and yeah. apparently had like uh, and you were 16 eh? at that time. Yeah, just turned 16. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, yeah, he had about I think like like five to ten fights. Yeah, and uh, you know I I haven't fought at that point. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really tough fight. It was four rounds, which yeah. normally would be three rounds under yeah. boxing BC rules. And um, yeah, he definitely had more skill than me, but I was in such tremendous shape, and I refused to lose yeah you know and i just walked through all the punches and just you know treated more like an actual fight rather than like boxing and i and i won the fight um and then from there i decided to go to a different gym 
Because this gym was in North Vancouver, yeah, which is where I grew up. And I used to travel all the way out to Surrey uh, after school every day, yeah. which took me like an hour and a half, like <laughs> transit bus, yeah, yeah. C bus, SkyTrain all the way to the end. And I went to a gym called uh, Titan Boxing in uh, Wally, Surrey. Yeah, yeah. And I was the first fighter out of that gym. And I had about, I think, another six or seven uh, amateur fights. And I, I got to train with like former world champion Tony Pep. Um, he started training there when he came back from Las Vegas. Uh, and then because he was training there, all the top boxers in BC used yeah. to come to that gym. And they all had a lot of experience. We used to do round robins. Uh, then they threw me in there. So all these guys had like 50 to 100 fights. And then there was like pro fighters and then there was me like one fight, <laughs> two fights, you know? Uh, so my skill level progressed really fast, yeah. uh, going against those guys. And, um, yeah. And it just really helped me for my, my boats after that, uh, because I was, I was lucky to have that type of sparring. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of like my boxing, um, my boxing fights. I always envisioned turning pro. Yeah, but the issue at that time was the pro scene was very weak. Like it still is very yeah, weak, yeah. and it has been for several years, right? Um, like back in the day, it used to be a lot stronger. Yeah. Uh, so you're not competing anymore? No, I stopped competing a long time ago. Um, Just training. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like in like my my vision was to turn pro, but because yeah. there was no path. Like there was nothing really here. Yeah. Ultimately, I decided to not put all my eggs in one basket because I knew if I was going to do that, I would yeah. put a hundred percent into it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see a bright future here. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's a difficult sport going to other places. Like uh, it's a lot more challenging. So I decided to kind of get into the coaching aspect. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, over the years, just in and out private sessions, teaching at different gyms. Uh, really developed a passion for coaching. And uh, as time went on, you know, amateur boxing is awesome and yeah, it's great it's, for the foundation, but uh, there was no pro scene here. Yeah, yeah. So I always wanted to start pro boxing here again, yeah. you know, like, and um, sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands yeah, and, yeah. you know, and I, and I clicked up with some people that I felt would be good. Uh, to, to start this promotion with and yeah and then we started putting on events and one thing led to another yeah so what i was gonna ask like canada even now i don't know since i've been here uh like boxing hasn't been that big of a sport right like yeah there's no like nobody's promoting it that much or uh, there's no proper uh, you know like what you're doing right now yeah because you have your own promotion mm -hmm. you're trying to build up the name of sport of boxing in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, like Montreal has always had a strong scene. Yeah. Montreal, uh, yeah. Quebec, like they have a strong amateur and pro boxing scene. Yeah. Ontario is pretty good as well. Um, they have some pretty big promoters out there. Yeah. But uh, you don't hear about it much out on the West Coast. Yeah, the you West know, Coast, like, yeah. um, on this side of the country, it was mostly in Edmonton and Calgary. Calgary yeah. uh, not much in BC. BC. You know, there was like one-offs in BC, yeah, yeah. but no consistency. And that's where 
we want to come in and be consistent, you know? Um, and we were consistent until COVID happened. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just look at that as like a, a bump in the road. And, uh, you know, with Empire, we uh, switched to more of like a digital digital based technology platform. Yeah. Uh, so which works with COVID times. And uh, until we can have fans back, we will. But, uh, you know, looks like it's going to take some time before that happens. Yeah. So you created a promotion called Empire Boxing, Boxing right? Promotions, yeah. Boxing Promotions, yeah. Okay. And what made you like get into like, creating a promotion? And uh, really, it was just to like spark the pro scene and just like my passion for the yeah. sport, right? Like I, I wanted to kind of dip my feet into it and yeah. see what it was like, you know. And it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. It's uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress, you know. There's a lot of unpredictability, yeah. uh, risks that you have to take, uh, because you got to think of it as all the stars have to align yeah. to create a good event, you know, yeah. where people walk away, yeah. uh, like talking about it for, for weeks or months. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of details behind the scenes. Um, the way you match the fights up, uh, down to like the production of it. And, uh, and also the story behind the fighters, yeah, behind you know, the fighters, yeah. because as you progress towards the event, you know, it's awesome to have exciting fights, but if nobody knows who these fighters are, yeah, what their yeah. story is, what their struggle is, then, you know, the, the fans and the viewers aren't going to really connect, you know, yeah, yeah. where, where like after the fight, they're, they want to keep following them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so the way we want to do it is, and the way we have been doing it is to really invest into the fighters yeah. and their struggle of how, what, what brought them here, you know? And then, uh, yeah. And then on top of that, like putting good matches together so that it's not predictable. Like, Oh, this person is going to win because they're from Vancouver or yeah. whatnot. Right. We want to manage the fighters well, but at the same time, give them challenging fights. Right. Yeah. So as a promoter, do you go and out there and scout boxers or they come to you? What's the yeah, so like process? we want to be like a grassroots company yeah, and, yeah. and that's the way we've kind of uh, operated our, our, our promotion is to focus on local talent first, yeah, right? Talent, yeah. Because I, I believe that the amateur boxing scene here is, is growing quite a bit since yeah. I was competing. Yeah, there's a lot of hidden talents here. Yeah, totally. That, that doesn't get... Exposure, yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah, totally. Like a lot of people don't even know the, yeah. the talent that we have, yeah. right? Like, and we we have a lot. Um, you know, like yeah, uh, they need somebody to like guide them, you yeah. know, help them push to their goals they have. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's a good idea. Yeah. So yeah. So like first thing first is is focusing on the local talent, you yeah. know, and and really uh, uh, develop developing them. Um, and by doing that, we, we've invested in the amateur boxing scene here. So our events, we do a lot of pro and amateur events put together. So yeah. like half and half. And it's kind of like a good transition from the amateur boxers that fight on our empire events. They feel that, uh, that type of energy and, and, and what it feels like to be on yeah. an empire event or, or like say like a professional, yeah, professional boxing, boxing event. Yeah. So I think that kind of motivates them and inspires them to want to turn pro. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the biggest obstacle here is uh, building the pro scene. 
you know, and I think the way we're doing it with programs is really helping facilitate that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and the more that they, uh, fighters that start to turn pro, the the more uh, we can kind of work with and yeah. develop them, develop their pro career, and they can eventually fight for Canadian titles and world titles. Yeah. So I'm um, super excited with you know a lot of talent out here. Eric Bazarin, um, he's still an amateur, but he's expected to uh, hopefully go to the Olympics. And afterwards, he expressed that he wants to turn pro. Um, Benit Bizla. He's a really good boxer. Um, you know, Hakira, uh, Nigar, Sam Moses, yeah. Sabri Farouk. Like, we got a lot of good it's fighters. Yeah. A lot of good female boxers yeah. coming up as well. Um, hopefully wanting to turn pro. You know, yeah. we're going to jump all over that as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, even adaptive uh, wheelchair boxing. Like, we're, we're uh, incorporating everything. You know, yeah. and we want to be very innovative and... Um, you know, kind of like the new era of boxing, right? So the way we approach this. Okay. And you also said the seconds out uh, boxing, yeah. right? So what, what is that about? Yeah. So uh, the way seconds out uh, boxing and fitness came about was uh, COVID-19 shutting everything down. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, and I think a lot of people realize that, um, you know, it's it's going to be difficult for a while for yeah, uh, gyms to operate the way they would normally operate, right? Yeah. Um, so seconds out came about as a as a way to train from from your home, from anywhere really. Yeah. Like as long as you have a mobile device and uh, providing like a like a, a fitness and boxing technique platform, yeah. Um, where where it's not just like solely fitness based. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of good box yeah, fit there, type. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, programs out there, right? Yeah, so yeah. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, what's the f what makes uh, you guys better than most of the yeah, and I think that are out there as well. Yeah, I think like we bring the the fitness aspect like 100, percent yeah. and we bring the the boxing technique aspect, right? Um, so one of our, our actually our, our our main instructor. Uh, Jenna Atar, yeah. she uh, she's very experienced yeah. with the fitness and the boxing. Like she's competed, um, and then together uh, we focus on like the technique aspect, yeah. and then she's like kind of like the conduit to the to the people. You know, she's very good at connecting with the people through the camera yeah. and expressing, uh, you know, putting into words uh, everything about the technique and the fitness aspect. So. Um, yeah, so she's been, uh, leading the way and we've been having a really good, uh, you know, like guests, uh, do the workout with her. So it's, uh, so if people want to work out, is there like a, a subscription they have to pay? Is it all? Yeah. So free? right now, like we're, we're, we're going over the whole, uh, the way we want to approach it. Um, for the, for the foundational package that we're going to release probably within the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, we're going to release it as a package, but eventually, um, empire, because seconds out boxing fitness, uh, falls under the empire boxing enterprises umbrella. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So empire boxing enterprise.com is going to have seconds out boxing and fitness as a component of it. Um, once we develop a lot of content, not just on the fitness aspect, but with other projects like docu series or live events, like, yeah. 
um, you know, we have a whole bunch of different plans, like interviews with boxers. Um, we're going to create this content. Um, and once we reach a certain amount that we want to have, we're going to yeah. turn the uh, website into like a subscription based kind of like Netflix, you yeah, know? Netflix, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there's always going to be new content, um, new boxing classes and, Hopefully we can start doing events. You know, well, luckily we got one event in during COVID times, which was uh, the first indoor uh, boxing event in Canada, yeah. pro or amateur, which was like a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I saw that event. That was a it was a real fun fight to watch. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of people that missed out. Like next next event, they should really register. Yeah, you know, watch we, the fights. We put our heart and soul. We put a lot on the line to yeah. put these events together, right? Because uh, you know, you're getting questioned by a lot of regulators. You got to jump through several yeah, hoops, especially when you're one of the first. Yeah, a lot of doubters out there too, right? Yeah, exactly. They're skeptical. Yeah. You know, like they they might think we're not doing it safe, but safety is our number one priority, right? Yeah. So, um, I come from a health and safety background, so I take it super serious. Um, you know, and same with my business partners, yeah. right? The last thing we want is a COVID case COVID at case, our event. Yeah. So it. It was a no crowd event, um, live stream pay per view, yeah. and we had the craziest protocols you could ever think of. <laughs> we had a procedure, a plan for every little detail. Um, so I think we went above and beyond, and it reflected in our event because you know it was very safe, and there was no cases of COVID or anything like that. Um, and uh, I think we really uh, led the way in showing how to do sports events in a safe way you know yeah. like during covid time so i i think we kind of helped open the door uh, and ironically the very next day uh, i have a tiger management a professional boxing promoter out of montreal uh they put on their event so uh that that one weekend uh, both events amateur and professional were, were put on so yeah. do you have an event coming out anytime soon or <laughs> actually we're supposed to have one Last night. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. What happened? But um, with the restrictions in place, uh, because you know how it is, like it yeah, just seems yeah. to change every every oh. day. Yeah. Um, we decided to postpone it okay. because um, technically, I think we could put the event on, but the thing is, is a preparation for the event, right? Yeah. When it comes to the boxers, how are they going to train when they can't touch? Yeah, that's true. How are they going to spar? Right? Yeah. How are they going to do pad work? do all these things so they're going to be limited with their training yeah, yeah. uh during these times and uh it wouldn't, we don't, be, it wouldn't be fair to the fighters exactly well. like not much tra training camp they just come yeah. to the fight and yeah yeah, yeah they, like we want them to be a hundred percent and properly yeah. trained be prepared right and uh you know and like we we also want to do things uh when we feel the time is right you yeah. know and, and right now the way things are uh, with uh, increasing cases and things like that, we feel like it's not the right time. Yeah. So um, we're going to hold off and hopefully, I think February, March, uh, do our next event. And, you know, hoping we can do a pro-am event yeah, pro rather than just amateur. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good to hear, like, uh, you know, with COVID and the whole pandemic, it's brought a lot of businesses down. Like, yeah. Especially when it comes to you know, athletes and you know, sports and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. no, it's good. Yeah, so it's... Move, moving on, uh, 
I was going to talk about uh, as a boxing coach and a diehard guy, right? <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about like the fun stuff. Like, uh, what do you think about like YouTube boxing? That's uh, I you know like I, a, lot I, of the, a lot of now you see like a couple, couple of weeks ago guys, we had yeah. Jake Paul and uh, yeah. Nate Robinson fight, and yeah. now uh, we all heard that Logan Paul wants to fight Mayweather. Fight there. Yeah, and. I kind of have mixed feelings about it, but ultimately, I feel like um, there's a lot of mixed feelings out there. A lot of yeah, diehard boxing. You know, they're like you know, they're making a mockery of the sport. Yeah, some people they think since boxing died a bit, YouTube is like a platform for it to uh, you know grow the sport. Yeah, because you know when UFC came and a lot of their fans went to go watch UFC, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, like I don't know if I have mixed feelings about it. Because yeah. I know how I feel about it, but I think I can see why certain promoters are doing yeah, it. You know, like, um, so yeah, so so like the pros, I think uh, it's attracting a lot of new eyeballs yeah, to the yeah. sport, yeah. which is good. Yeah, which is you good. know, like, um, I hope that translates into watching the real professional yeah, boxers. Boxing, yeah. So if that's being accomplished, then great. But I, I think at the same time. Um, it's also doing damage to the sport yeah. because, um, you know, these guys are just not, not earning their stripes, you know, yeah. like not earning their stripes to get to the position, like at least not in the boxing way, yeah. right? Like maybe through YouTube and, and gathering a following and all yeah. that there. But the thing is, is, uh, when you put these, uh, YouTube guys on, it starts to overshadow the real champions and yeah. the real boxes that work their way up. You know, and struggled, and yeah, that's that's what I was going to put say. their lives on the line. Yeah, that's, you know? that's a big that's a big point because there's a lot of like like I said, uh, hidden talent out there, right? Yeah, and that put so much work and heart and soul into that sport. Yeah, and you got these YouTuber guys that come up there using their big platform, right? Yeah, like you got all these kids watching and all these people that most of them don't even know the sport. Yeah, and they just come straight to fight a uh, you know a well known. Uh, athlete right then mm -hmm. and the rest that had you know so much this, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I know so much work into it yeah and they, they can't box and stuff so yeah no and I think um, you know one thing that I, I think people need to remember like boxing is not a game yeah, you know yeah. like you can get really hurt like yeah. what we saw with the NBA player Nate Robinson like like they can, uh, they can damage your future for sure. Yeah, yeah the, the Paul guy. Uh, was it Jake or Logan? Yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake. Um, you know, he, he obviously had a little bit more experience. He was more prepared for that fight. Uh, Nate Robinson, just based on the technique that he showed, was super amateur, yeah. you know, like, and uh, and look at how bad he got hurt because of it, right? So it's... Yeah, and I heard, like, what, he had a few months of uh, yeah. training, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, as a boxing, you know, like you have, you have you need years of training, yeah, in order to step into the ring and fight, and you know have good technique. You know, yeah, you gotta know at least the fundamentals. Totally, like um, you, the way I look at it is, you have to respect the sport. If you yeah. don't, then the sport won't respect you. Yeah. You know, and things like what Nate, happened to Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson yeah. that kind of stuff happens, <laughs> right? You got to put in the work. Um, it's not like other sports where you just win or lose and you can go home yeah, you healthy. Can go home healthy yeah. You know, you can die in the sport, yeah, yeah. right? So it's, uh, uh, 
that's why like i i'm not a big fan of that i don't think i'd be into that kind of yeah. stuff um but you know if other promoters want to do it, i'm not going to hate on them because yeah. i understand why they're doing it but i just hope that they don't compromise the integrity and and you know the respect for the yeah. sport i feel like a lot of real promoters fighters. are doing it more of the business aspect of it yeah but you know they're they'll have so much fans watching uh with jake Paul having so much yeah. you know, so much uh, audience, yeah. people watching. So one much, thing, so much revenue. Yeah. One thing I can say that I'm actually like happy about is at least they train hard. Like yeah, I yeah. feel like they do take it serious. Like yeah. they are training hard, and uh, you know, and they're not bad. Like yeah. they're actually decent. Yeah, they're like they're better than what I thought they were yeah, going to yeah. be. So I'm glad that they are taking it serious, um, even though like some of the shenanigans, it sounds like they're not, but. As far as their training, they're training with like real professional boxers. Yeah, they are, yeah. I don't know about their sparring partners, but uh, <laughs> yeah, know, I think Jake, that's a little bit for show, like feeding feeding uh, them to the wolves, right? Like, um, and just to make them look yeah, better Jake, than what Jake they was really are. That he was he was training for at least a few years. Because remember, yeah. he was he fought uh, the last person was uh, another YouTuber, KSI, I think, or was that was the other a, brother? It was the KSI's brother was the first fight, Deji. Oh, okay. In the second fight, there was another. Uh, he he had zero experience in boxing. His name yeah. was Anderson Gibb. Oh, okay. Uh, then the third one is uh, Nate Robinson. Yeah. But the, the three past fighters he fought, all of them were all either YouTubers or uh, people that had zero experience in boxing. Yeah. yeah like I remember watching uh, KSI against uh, the Paul, one of the Paul brothers, and you know, like like the the thing I didn't like was. They were ahead of like Billy Joe Saunders or yeah, they're yeah. ahead of like Kevin Haney, you know, like, and those guys Bado, are like Bado champions, Jack, you know, Bado Jack. Yeah. Like, like last fight. Like if you're going to put them on, put them in like the earlier, like put them before them, yeah, because yeah, I feel yeah. like that's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I see why the, the fighters might not complain because they're, they're looking at it in a business uh, perspective, yeah, like, yeah. oh, they're going to bring more viewers. More therefore viewers. I'll get more exposure. More money, yeah. yeah. So I, I see that, but I think it's a promoter's responsibility to uh, yeah. always maintain that level of respect for the sport, or else yeah. real boxing enthusiasts aren't going to respect that promotion anymore. You know, like um, at least that's the way I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you have his brother fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather next year, apparently. Yeah, uh, Logan Paul. Yeah, 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 and I think the guy's way bigger than Floyd Mayweather, but yeah. Floyd Mayweather's. Floyd Mayweather, you know, yeah. like, and he's in a... It's easy money for him. Uh, yeah, like, there's no threat there at all. Yeah, um, but, you know, you can never say never, yeah, right? Yeah, you can never say never. Um, the Paul brothers aren't horrible, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and the guy's way bigger than yeah, Floyd yeah. Mayweather. Um, but Floyd's just way too experienced to get hit by anything that that guy can throw. Um, but if he doesn't win, I'm going to be really... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Floyd better win. Yep. And then he'll really make the sport look bad because yeah, he's plus, taking big risks by, um, but you know, like on the line too, right? Yeah, like like it's like I'm not worried about his record or anything. But if you're gonna go in, you better win. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if you're gonna go against a YouTuber, you better win. Yeah, for well, the sake of boxing. For us, that one loss will probably damage his whole resume. Yeah, because and then now you're gonna get YouTubers coming out of everywhere thinking yeah, that they yeah. can, they're gonna call any up boxer. Yeah, they'll call up all the yeah. random boxers. So, uh, but I'm not worried. Uh, Floyd is obviously gonna do this thing, right? Yeah. Did you watch the fight yesterday's fight? 
Anthony Which Joshua. one? <laughs> there were so many. The main, uh, yeah, Anthony, Matt, Joshua, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that was an awesome play. I thought I thought he did a really good job. I was really impressed with his composure. Um, he fought discipline. You know, like people say, he has a glass jaw. I don't think he has a glass jaw. I think. You know, it's heavyweight boxing. If you get hit with a good punch, you're going to get hurt, yeah. right? He, I, I just wouldn't say he has an iron chin, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I think the way he's uh, performing is very smart, very disciplined. And the one thing I liked is, yeah, he played it safe while he was boxing, but when he had the guy hurt, he went for it, right? And he might have even got a little bit, like, reckless, like a little bit. But uh, I think ultimately, once he realized that the guy wasn't uh, – completely like out like yeah. he he went back to boxing yeah. and, and uh remained patient kept his composure until the next opportunity presented itself and then he took him out um so yeah i'm really impressed and i really hope he yeah. fights uh tyson fury, tyson fury yeah because his, his boxing looked really good yesterday like yeah. compared to the last couple of fights that i saw yeah yeah he's putting I, it I all together like went, i feel like he went back to his old roots of yeah. being aging you know yeah it was a little ro more robotic yeah, before yeah. I felt, like just muscle-bound robotic. But now he actually boxes more. I feel like, you know, his, his intelligence, his ring IQ, his, you know, little, little uh, moves that he's doing, like pull counters and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, he's, he's putting everything together really well. And I think the Andy Ruiz fight made him a better fighter. Yeah, it made him a better fighter. Yeah, sometimes you need that one loss yeah. to, like, you know, get back. Yeah, and see what you know. Sharpen all those techniques. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Missing. I think the biggest question to me was a confidence level. Yeah. What was he gonna be be like after yeah, yeah. that? You know, getting beaten beaten up like that, right, and stopped. Um, yeah, sometimes his when he came to the media as well, he was getting uh, it was getting to his head as well. Yeah. So I think it probably affected him a bit yeah. going to those four Ruiz fights. Yeah. And I think this time around, like. It was just himself. Yeah, I think he kind of conquered his demons after this fight. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, he's back to the, the the confident AJ that he once was. But at the same time, uh, not overconfident, which in the past he might have been. Yeah. Right? Which got him into the position of getting stopped by Andy Ruiz. So, yeah. so what uh, gym do you train currently at? Or which gym do you coach? I coach uh, out of uh, TriStar Vancouver. Uh, which is an MMA gym, but we're really pushing the, the boxing aspect to the gym. And uh, I think a lot of MMA gyms are, are starting to do that. You know, it's uh, because the one thing I really like about MMA fighters is, um, you know, they come from that martial arts background, very respectful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they listen to you. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of boxers kind of want to do their own thing. Yeah, so yeah. You, got, you have to keep telling them, telling them, telling them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and MMA fighters, their work ethic is crazy. Like, they train so hard. Uh, yeah, and just, uh, they pay attention to detail, you know, so I really like that about them. Um, is there any boxers out of the gym that's fighting? Yeah, actually, or? I was going to have some boxers for the event that we were supposed okay. to have yesterday. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to have to wait until we can put another event on. But, yeah, definitely, you know, there's probably four or five uh fighters right now that are want to want to compete um they haven't fought amateur yet so we're kind of starting from the ground up but it's uh it's good i like it better that way because i can teach them from scratch you know yeah. 
No. Do you have any questions? Point three four minutes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got. I'm not in the camera right now, but overall, I'm in the back. So um, you said you do boxing that stuff and you train and stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to go back and play again? Um, you know what? Like uh, the urge over the years have always been there, and I think um, you know it always came back to like if I can put a hundred percent into it, you know. And uh, like I said before, it's boxing is not a game, right? Like. I don't want to put 50% in and it always kind of came down to that. Um, yeah. And you know, one thing that I kind of regret doing in my twenties was I started to get into lifting weights a lot and, uh, and I gained a lot of weight, a lot of muscle mass, which eventually turned into that because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I kind of stopped training. Um, yeah, with weightlifting too, right? Like it yeah. prevents you from, boxing yeah and you know like and i always kind of would go back to sparring i'll go to like some gyms and spar you know and i'd kind of like do well again and start to feel it again like my timing and things like that would uh come back but um i started to take too big of gaps in between and and lifting too much weights and then the last few times i went back I, i just felt like a like i was in a different body you know and i uh would feel certain things that I would never feel before, like in my lead shoulder and just like, uh, um, conditioning wise, you know, like, um, so it's discouraging, you know, like when you, uh, felt like you're at a certain level when you're younger, like the way you could move and counter and distance and all that kind of stuff, your speed. And then you, you go back to years later and, uh, you know, you're just not the same, right? Like, so you, because you're not the same, you almost have to change your style, right? Because yeah. you don't have the same tools that you once had. So, um, you know, so I, I would spar again and things like that. But um, I think that's, you know, really where it's at is just sparring and coaching people is like my real passion now and promoting. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a passion, but not something that I would, consider like competing again or anything especially at the age of 35 right like might look a little younger <laughs> but i'm i'm actually getting up there you also um, have a family too right that's what that's yeah the other reason maybe yeah prevents you from yeah it's probably a, fighting professionally and getting in the ring yeah totally like there's you know i i got a lot going on with family i you know i have a daughter yeah born uh, last february so she's definitely a handful you know my <laughs> wife and um, you know, and I, I always want to put family first, right? Yeah. I don't want to consume my time with other things. Um, family's priority to me. Everything else is secondary, you know. Um, so yeah, spending a lot of time with family and uh that's another contributing reason to why I not really consider <laughs> yeah getting back into competing. So I'll leave that to the young fighters. Uh, that's good too. Um, yeah, I got one more question. Yeah. Um so Basically, you train um, boxers and stuff like that. Anything you want to say to a person that wants to start boxing? And yeah. um, wants to start? I think... Uh, before they get in. Yeah, there's some people that yeah. have the... Uh, yeah, they watch... You know, when you were kids, you watched Mike Tyson on the TV. And, yeah. you know, all those big, uh, well-known boxers. Yeah. But that kid wants to, like, be one of them. Like, like what's the first step they have to do? Like, how can they... Uh, you know, join the boxing. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's uh, 
first thing you want to do is you want to do your research and based on where you live, like try and find a good gym that has a good reputation, good coaches. Uh, cause and then, you know, you're in good hands. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you're gonna just train, uh, to get in shape, that's awesome. Um, but if you want to fight, uh, take it seriously, you know, don't, um, put like 50% of it in because the person you're going against might be putting 110%, right? (laughs) So you got to take it serious. Uh, your conditioning levels, technique levels, don't rush it. You know, take your time before you have your first fight and maybe even have an exhibition. Um, and just listen to what your coach says, right? Because a lot of boxers, uh, they start to just watch what they see on TV, but they forget to realize that those boxers have been doing that for several years and they probably started differently, like more fundamentally sound and then translated into like other styles, but you can't just jump into that other style. So really stick to the fundamentals, put a hundred percent into it, um, have fun with it, listen to your coaches and, uh, persevere, you know, like, cause boxing is kind of like a love hate relationship because you, at times you feel like you're doing good and you're making progress and you know, you're like, you're, you're feeling sharp and sparring and that kind of thing. And then at times you show up and then you're getting hit, you're getting beat up and it can be very discouraging, you know, cause you feel like maybe yeah, you're not progressing. Yeah, you'll be like, Oh, stop for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll get so discouraged, right? Yeah. Just from that probably one time of sparring. Yeah. And you'll probably say, Oh, sports not for me. I should move on to something else. Yeah, totally. And you know, and that's part of the process of getting better, you yeah. know, like is sometimes you have to fight people that are more experienced or, or just on that particular day, they felt yeah. better, right? Like, and they, they're just like uh, sharper that day. So you got to persevere. That's what boxing is all about. You got to be mentally strong and, um, and boxing can facilitate mental strength, you know, like as you develop, you'll actually become mentally stronger uh, as a result. And it kind of compounds, right? So I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it's a great sport, you know, and I think that you should uh, start in the amateurs. Uh, <laughs> unless you're like Jake Paul and you're going to make like yeah. millions of dollars and yeah, you, you can go straight to the, to the pros. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, get your experience and get, if you want to turn pro, I, I would suggest getting at least 50 amateur fights in, try to, you know, win the provincials, win the nationals, keep pursuing because the more experience you have, uh, you know, it's like an apprenticeship, right? You turn to the pros. Um, and not only that, not only does it better prepare you, it also, uh, more promoters know who you are and they know how you fight and, and you have the experience that uh, can translate into the pro, uh, the professional ranks. So, uh, you're more likely to have a promoter want to invest in you, you know, compared to someone who doesn't have much amateur experience and they just turn pro. Nobody knows who you are, right? So there's a lot of reasons uh, you want to take your time. And yeah, and obviously, uh, I think some people also get discouraged with uh, when they start a little bit later. Yeah. You know, like say somebody who started when they're like eight years old compared to somebody who's starting when they're like 19. 19 yeah. um, you know, there's pros and cons, right? There's pros to starting early, but there's also cons, right? Like yeah. some of those fighters that start early have taken a lot of punishment over the years. Yeah. So by the time they turn pro and they have like all these fights, they're already damaged goods, you know, like, but 
they have a lot of experience. Yes, so yeah. I think um, for the older people who are starting a little bit later, like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially you, Jay. <laughs> no, um, you know, like uh, you don't have any damage, yeah. right? Um, and uh, there's a lot of boxers that started late that have done really well, yeah, right? And and a lot of boxers that are in their prime, usually around like 27 to 30 years old. So yeah, you know, you, you still got time. Like obviously you might not have as many amateur fights as you wanted, but um, you can at least get, have a good handful and, and then turn pro if that's what you want to do. Have you ever, uh, besides boxing, wanted to do other uh, martial arts? Or what was boxing? Yeah, like I'm a big fan of MMA. I love MMA. Um, you watch UFC? Oh yeah, yeah. I watch Bellator, UFC, uh, you know, like One FC. Um, yeah, I've been a fan of MMA for a long time, and GSP got me into it when he beat Matt Hughes. From that day on, I became yeah. an instant fan and started to like the other fighters yeah, as if well. If anybody wants to like get get into martial arts, I think GSP is like a perfect example. Yeah, totally. In and out of Being the in octagon. and out of the octagon, like yeah. he's, a, he's such a good role model. Yeah, for you know, he's got a cool haircut now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, he's he's such a great guy. Yeah, in and out of the octagon. Yeah, he's fundamentally sound. You know, like the yeah. one thing that separates him from a lot of fighters is his distance control, yeah, which yeah. is something that boxers do. You know, like and his IQ is like real. Yeah, mean, like he. Super Everything's right. so sharpened. You talk about his boxing, taking down, wrestling, yeah. his jiu-jitsu. Very well-rounded. Yeah, really. Very in control of his emotions, uh, where a lot of other fighters, they let the emotions get the best of them. Yeah, yeah. And it puts them in vulnerable positions, which takes them out of their kind of like yeah. game plan. And uh, yeah, he's always in control of the, his emotions and of the fight, the distance, the range, you know, like his timing. Everything very well rounded, right? Maybe you should fight Jake Paul. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> never know. Hey, maybe I'll get more Instagram followers from uh, Jake Paul. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So if somebody wants to uh, train with you or wants to sign up, like at seconds out, where can they look? Yeah. So as far as. Uh, um, Empire Seconds Out, um, Empire Boxing Enterprises dot yeah. com. Um, so that's where everything will be. Uh, Seconds Out Boxing Fitness will be there. Um, we haven't released the package yet, the foundational okay. package. Um, Is it which, coming soon, or yeah, it's coming very soon within this month, um, which encompasses like eight classes, uh, tutorial videos. So it's really well done um, and really good technique and and fitness incorporated in, into it. Um, and that's where you'll find our live events once we're back up and running. Uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm thinking February or March, hopefully, is when we can do our next event. Um, so, yeah, so just uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Empire Boxing Promotions and then myself at DSN boxing so it's just my initials dsn i'll leave all the information as well awesome thank you in the description and all the platforms as well and yeah do you have any questions um no i think i think i'm i'm good and we're in 
45 minutes in. So, um, awesome. Yeah. Wow, that went by fast. Yeah. yeah. When you start talking, <laughs> yeah, it goes by quick, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Yeah, it was the first one, so. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for coming. So it was the first episode, so. And many more, many more to come. And eventually when the second South gets packaged out, we'll probably we'll come back again. and Yeah, I'd love to, man. Maybe show some highlights and stuff. Yeah. For you know, your events. Yeah, for sure. It'll be, it'll be cool, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Been a fun. All right. Have a cool.